welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is your host, Sarah Hardunger, and this is the show where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. Welcome back. This week, I have a nice set of Q&A slash planner matchmaking requests that I'm going to share with you today. I did a full planner matchmaking episode a while back with my other podcast co-host, Laura Vanderkam. And spoiler alert, we haven't discussed it on our podcast yet, but apparently the planner I matched her up with so far has been a win. So I'm super excited about that. And for reference, I set Laura up with a Whitney English week on one page because it matched the format of how she likes to set up her kind of daily time commitments and her daily lists. So I'm super excited that that has been successful for her. And so I hope some of this advice hits some of you at the right time as people are starting to think a little bit about what their systems might look like either as we head into a new academic year or even for 2022, which has the promise of being separate from 2020 and 2021. Now, I don't usually get into a lot of personal things on this podcast. You can hear a lot more of those on Best of Both Worlds or on my blog. But, you know, today's been quite the day. I'm recording this a few days before this airs and my kids have had four days of school and... Two out of three of them are now quarantined as their classes had positives for COVID already. You guys know I work full time. I am a physician as much as I'd love to, you know, become a planning connoisseur for my real job. That's not happening anytime soon. So things like this are really, really stressful. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm able to take any one of these big unexpected blows in a calm way. So I guess I want to give you permission before we get started here. If something happens that really throws you off the rails, you can take a day and not plan. All of the productivity rituals I usually swear by, my morning routine, making sure I go for walks, etc. I just decided that I was too mad to do any of those things today. And you know what? Tomorrow is going to be a fresh start. And so I guess maybe that's not the best coping mechanism to just, you know, leave all of your non-essentials behind, but I think it's pretty darn good. I'm planning on resting, watching some relaxing planner videos tonight, putting my kids to bed, waking up tomorrow in a better place. So that's kind of where we are right now. All right, let's get into some more fun planner talks. And to give you a preview of some episodes that are upcoming, I have some fun guests on the horizon and I will be doing some more in-depth reviews. As I mentioned, you know, we're getting closer to the season where people are thinking about buying their own planners for next year. And so I definitely see, I've seen like the interest spike a little bit already to talk about various brands and different systems for next year. So you can look forward to those. And if you have a specific brand that you really want me to delve into, please let me know. I've had multiple requests for planner pad. That's uh, one product that hasn't been discussed much on this podcast. And a kind listener actually sent me one that was a fail for her earlier last year. So I have one to play with and I'll have to try it for a week or so and just see how it works. And then I'll share some more details about that. All right. But now we will get into our questions. The first one comes from a lover of weekly verticals and dailies named Laura Z. She writes, Hi, Sarah. I'm looking for a planner that is pretty, obviously, and functional. I love the combo of weekly pages, vertical is a must, and daily pages. Does this exist? Target used to carry a line from Blue Sky Day Designer, and it had both of these with thin paper. It was only $14.95, but it was discontinued. 
I'm using a day designer right now that has a horizontal weekly layout, and I am so unhappy. First world problems for sure. Your fan, Laura Z. Love this question. I too really enjoy vertical weeklies and dailies. My answer has been to use two separate planners. As you guys know, currently I'm able to meet this using an Erin Condren hourly for my vertical weekly layout. And then my daily has varied from a full focus to right now a kit life is what I'm using. So all different kinds of dailies out there, but there are not that many systems where you can get both in the same book. So Laura, like the only things that come to mind for me really is the Hobonichi Cousin, which has pages for every single day of the year, or you can get the Avec version, which has six months worth, and it will contain vertical weekly layouts that are very functional. You can fit a lot on those layouts as well as dailies. The only downside perhaps is that not everybody loves the type of paper that come with Hobonichi, which is that really thin, slightly slippery in my opinion, Tomo River paper. The alternative made in the USA, well, I don't think it's made in the USA, but it's designed in the the USA, is the wonderful Wonderland 222, which I've reviewed previously and used for for quite some time. But they don't have enough dailies in their main planner book to fit like an entire six months or a year. So you'd have to have their yearly planner book and a separate notebook. I have found that both of those will fit in, say, uh, a five Hoonichi cover. So you could kind of have them all in one system, but it is two books. But those are my only real ideas of a one book system that combines a vertical weekly with a daily. The other thing you could do, and I know it's scary, but sometimes you just got to try it and take the plunge, would be to go to a disc bound system or a ring bound system and then buy some daily inserts and some vertical weekly inserts. And then you can carry around as many days as you'd like, as many weeks as you like, and you will be able to kind of make things as custom as you want. I'm with you. I don't gravitate to ring bound or disbound. It just seems like a lot of work and a lot of parts rather than just buying a singular book. But I do have one um, from Inkwell Press that I've had for years, and it's not as hard as, as it looks when you're buying all the pieces. So that might be something to consider. You'll have to let me know. All right. Our next question comes from Jennifer, and that is on gratitude. She writes, I had a question. I know there are a number of benefits to a gratitude practice or similar journaling habits where you record your feelings or things that you appreciate. I am interested in starting something like that, but really cannot get over the cringe factor. I have a hard time going back and looking at what I have written without being very embarrassed for myself. How does one get over that to the benefits of such a practice? I thought this was so interesting. I also wonder whether there's, I mean, Jennifer sounds like a female name, but like a gender difference, because I feel like this is so much of a less common practice for the men that I know, but maybe I just don't know. I think this is so interesting. And I'm glad you're being honest with yourself about the fact that you, it kind of grates up against you and doesn't feel like something natural that you want to incorporate, but you could still just consider an experiment and try it. One idea might be to embed your gratitude onto your daily planning page. So your planning page would contain all of your practicals for the day, your to-do list, but just designate a little corner. It could be subtle, maybe the bottom right hand of the page where you write one thing that made you happy that day. And that would have just as much benefit as using a frilly notebook where the entire page was dedicated to one item. On the flip side, maybe you don't like the idea of it being in your planning page where somebody might see it and you'd rather have like a separate fun notebook. 
I actually bought a, um, on a total Instagram shopping whim, there is an artist named Positively Present and I love her artwork on Instagram. And she developed a, like a weekly calendar type of thing, but really there's not much space to write in each day. And I decided I just had to have it to try as a little gratitude journal exercise. So really there's just enough space for like a sentence each day and you could have something like that and you could like hide it in a drawer and tell yourself that nobody ever has to see it and you don't even have to see it. I don't think it's the act of looking back over previous entries that's really what makes people happy or happier when they do this. I think it's the act itself of writing things down and thinking up the things that you're grateful for. So I wouldn't really necessarily get fixated on, you know, uh, whether you need to bring yourself to look back at old entries or not. The third thing would be not as fun in my paper loving opinion, but you could just use Apple Notes. So you could just have a business-like looking notes app page where you wrote down the date each day and something that was made you happy. You could do it in table form if having it in a more business-like array made you happier or more comfortable. And you could just see how that works. And then finally, my last suggestion would be to see if there is a friend who might want to exchange a gratitude text. So instead of writing it down in a book somewhere, you could just casually and you could treat it kind of like a joke. Say, you know what? Work is really challenging right now. What if every day at five, we wrote down one thing that was good? And maybe it was just like the brownie that you ate after lunch that was amazing. And that's all you were grateful for that day. But who cares? You get to think back about that brownie, share your joy about the brownie it might improve your happiness over time. I don't know. Try it. So I encourage you, Jennifer, to give one of these tactics a try. And I do think treating it as an experiment and not a lifelong commitment might be helpful to you to get over the hump of seeing it as something that might be beneficial. All right, we're going to take a quick ad break from a sponsor that I am so excited about. So we will be back in just a few minutes. Organization always gives you time. Brian Tracy said a minute spent planning saves you 10 in execution. You already know this. That is why you follow Sarah and listen to the Best Laid Plans podcast. The Sunday Basket is a natural partner for your planning routine. The Sunday Basket contains and corrals all your ideas, paper notes, to-do lists, and mail safely until you're ready for your weekly planning time. The Sunday Basket system has been proven to save five hours each week once you establish a weekly habit, which usually takes four to six weeks. My name is Lisa Woodruff, and I'm the founder and creator of the Sunday Basket and the 100-Day Home Organization Program. Sarah and I chatted in episode 33, and she's been sharing her Organized 365 journey with you here on Best Late Plans. Organized 365 is proud to sponsor the Best Laid Plans podcast. You can find out more about the Sunday Basket on sundaybasket.com or try our free seven-day mini course by going to organize365.com slash mini course. All right, I am back. So, so excited to have Organize 365 as our sponsor this season. You'll be hearing more from Lisa in some episodes coming up. And I really just think the world of her company and her stuff. So just excited to have them on. All right. So our next question comes from Nicole. She writes, I am willing to do a planner makeover with you on the pod, or I can just pick your brain over email. I love both your podcasts and check the shoebox site each workday. 
Aw, I always feel grounded after I listen to your intel. I need a paper planner. I do use an Outlook calendar, but that is not the same as the planner. Right now, here is my system. I am putting in pages from a Whitley, Whitney English into a Target planner with a page from a five-second journal and using the recaps from Darren Hardy's Living Your Best Life Ever. Oh my gosh, what a hodgepodge. She writes, not efficient. Here is what I like, she writes. I like a planner with no rings. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Prep Dish. If you're headed into a busy spring, and aren't we all, I definitely think it's worth taking a look at what Prep Dish has to offer. I personally have been using PrepDish for years now to plan our family's meals. It is truly so much easier and better than what I could come up with on my own. Every Friday, I receive a new weekly meal plan straight to my inbox. This includes an ingredient list, a prep plan, and all the recipes you need for the week. There are separate plans for gluten-free, paleo, low-carb, and super fast. And now they've even added a protein boost option. For years, we've been using the super fast menu as a scaffold for our weekly dinner plans. I love that I can easily make adaptations or substitutions if I need to, but also the recipes are genuinely really well thought out and truly taste great. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to check it out. So this is a great way to see if the plans will work for you. Check out PrepDish.com plans for this amazing deal. Again, that's PrepDish.com plans for your first two weeks free. If you try it, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick, and what I'm hoping to wear all season, is the Callan dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly, air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P-L-A-N-S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself and the women in your life the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Normal paper size, not a small one like you prefer. I want the big guy. I want a lot of space for my goals, maybe like Michael Hyatt. Never tried this one. I want daily, day on one page like Whitney English. I tried Erin Condren and it did not knock my socks off. I want to use one planner for work and life. Thanks. This is a little bit challenging, partly because she wants the big guy. She wants a full like notebook size paper, I think. And honestly, most of the systems I look at don't come quite that gigantic. I guess the first thing, and I didn't actually come up with this initially, would be to consider looking at Agendio. I know they are incredibly customizable and that you can do full-sized books on their site. Now, some people find their site so customizable that it's intimidating. Like you, ha- you can basically change infinite variables. So you could spend a long time creating the planner that you want. 
But Agendio um, would allow you perhaps to fit in a lot of these elements. Uh, you can free text a lot of parts and the size would not be a barrier as I believe they make full size planner products if that's what you're looking for. The other thing I will say is you mentioned Michael Hyatt, and I definitely think you should take a good look at their products. They don't currently have a full page size planner. Um, I think it's about a five size, although they have sent me a teaser email that they're coming out with some new products for this fall. So perhaps they are going to have a giant planner as one of their offerings. I don't know yet. But even if they don't, there is a ton of space to write in full focus because each page has a day plus an entire page of notes on the right-hand side. So I find it really great if I have meetings or I, you know, I want to track, like take notes, but not kind of interfere with where my daily schedule is. It's really, really functional in that way. And you do mention wanting to have goal-setting elements. And I think their goal-setting system is, is really good and, and fully thought out and fleshed out in their products. So I think that that is one to look at if the size of the page does not entirely turn you off. I will say, now you talk about using Outlook Calendar and having a paper planner. If you're looking for a vertical weekly layout, they do not have it. I hope maybe someday they decide to add that because there's so many features to their planner, but it, it is horizontal, kind of minimal week at a glance planning and more focus on each day as well as goals. So that's a great option for you. Finally, the other thing I thought of was Amplify because Amplify is not a full page size, but it's a little bit bigger than A5 and bigger than some of the other books that I've used. They are quarterly books and there's lots of space on the daily page to write various things, although it's a lot more, there's more structured space than you might find in say the full focus. But there is goal setting elements as well as daily and weekly layouts. And then finally, I was tempted to add the same thing that I said above, which is that don't forget disc-bound systems. Even a company like Levenger might have a lot of options. They have a ton of different inserts. They have different... You said you didn't like rings, but they have a lot of discs and folios. So you can make a really functional system that would allow you to keep things custom and have both your daily goal-setting system, as well as say blank pages, or maybe you can add those like the recaps from Darren Hardy, which I know nothing about, but you could punch holes in it and then actually add that into your system, right? Like that. So that is an idea for you. All right. Our next couple of questions kind of are on a theme and they're both medical professionals who have questions about planning. This one comes from reader and listener M. And she writes, I am happy you're back from your summer break and excited for this season. I started using a Hobonichi Techo cousin last year, inspired by you, and I'm loving of it. Yay! And then she wrote, I have just realized that daily planning is not for me. I essentially just use the weekly pages of the Hobonichi, and my daily pages are mostly blank. Since I am a physician, my days are already blocked with inpatient rounds and clinic appointments, so there is not much for me to plan every day of the week. But I need more of a broad weekly plan for things to be done. So next year, I'm planning to switch to Hobonichi Weeks but I was wondering if you could give me some other suggestions for functional weekly planners or maybe do a podcast episode on just weekly planners. I am also switching, contemplating switching to the Jibun Techo, but it has a lot of features which are a bit overwhelming for me, like the weather at the top of each column, which I will never use. Okay, so I was just talking to my husband who, by the way, I'm gonna have to have on the show at some point. He wants a planning makeover as well. And let me tell you, he's one of my more challenging clients. 
So, so I was talking to him about this because he is also a physician that's not really administrative. He's largely clinical. And sometimes I get it when it's like, there's no reason for him to plan out his day on paper because he can look in our electronical medical record and know that he has to go from this surgery to that patient to that surgery and then write the notes and go home. Like there's just not much to plan during the workday. So I absolutely see your dilemma and why you would not necessarily need a full daily page or benefit from that. I think from what I'm hearing you gravitate towards, you like these streamlined, very functional, maybe Japanese systems. And so the Jibun Chacho, I think would be a great option. Remember that you do not need to use every feature in every planner. And the Jibun is so light and small that honestly, even if there are pages that are sort of just left blank, it's not like you're carrying around a brick in order to make up for that. So I think that's definitely one to look at if you want something like the Hobonichi Weeks, but with a column format rather than a horizontal with notes on one side format like the weeks are. That said, many, many people love the weeks. You can fit an enormous amount of information in that layout. And if it's if the structure of each day is less important to you, this might really be great because you have plenty of um, space for lists on the right and any big event you can write on the left and have plenty of space for that as well. I think the weeks can be harder if you have a lot of moving parts, like a lot of different appointments at different times. And you can't really see that in the type of layout they have. But again, if you're mentioning that that's really not what you need, or maybe you're using more electronic for your calendaring, the weeks could be wonderful. If you wanted a bigger book with more luxurious paper, then of course you have a ton of options. There's Moxie Life, which has some goal setting incorporated, Erin Condren, and I always remind people about their focus line in addition to their regular lines if you want kind of a more minimal look. Simplify, which I've reviewed their daily before, but they have a weekly as well. Ink and Volt has a great planner that has a lot of goal setting incorporated. Plum Paper is incredibly customizable. So is Golden Coil and so many more that I've reviewed on this podcast. So it depends on what you're looking for. But if you're looking for a small, functional, streamlined, the Hobonichi and Jibun, you cannot go wrong with either of those. Ooh, and I'll mention one random thing that I've been seeing on a few Instas recently, and I have never touched one of these in real life. So disclaimer, the Franklin Covey Japan planners are very intriguing. And I think they have some daily and weekly layouts there. So another rabbit hole you could potentially get lost in. All right, we have two more questions. One of them that you guys are hopefully going to answer because I don't have an answer. This one comes from another medical professional. She writes, I am a pediatric nurse practitioner and have recently transitioned to a role that is 50% clinical and 50% admin. I have always just used the EMR to keep myself organized with patient care, but I'm struggling with the best way to keep doing this with my new administrative responsibilities. Day-to-day tasks have been going on to-do list, but I'm thinking more. So how to capture things that need to be done next week, next month, etc. I use a paper planner religiously for my family and personal life, but I'm not sure I like the idea of putting work tasks into it. Do I get a separate work planner? Do I just use my Outlook calendar to set reminders? I would love to hear any thoughts or ideas you have. So it makes me, it warms my heart that you're just seeing your need for such a system now, because this is kind of how my career is set up. I am 50% clinical and 50% administrative, and I absolutely need a system that I, a very complete system that I'm not sure I would need quite as much were I all clinical. I do mix work and life in my planners. And yes, it's planners, plural. I feel like it's all my time and my life and I don't want to look at one view and miss something on the other. Like I I don't mind being reminded that my kid has, I don't know, some activity that I'm not even driving them to 
while I am in a meeting, because if I don't know about that, I might not have thought to pack their equipment the morning of or or whatever it is. Like, I feel like I kind of need a handle on both and I don't want to look in two places. So I would see what happens if you do combined. You can always keep your goals list separated. When I create my weekly and monthly goals, I have separate lists for work life, kids, et cetera. So that helps me keep those worlds separate when I'm kind of thinking of how I want to progress in each domain. But I kind of say, see if you can make it all work in one planner. And that might mean you need more features or space in your planner. Maybe you need a big weekly layout or daily planning pages. You also could try a separate work planner or more of a a notebook if you wanted to stay in a separate place or see if you can make it all electronic. But I personally couldn't do it. I would really struggle, I think, especially kind of moving forward on and being able to plug in what my kind of longer term goals are into my busy schedule if I didn't have somewhere on paper that I could plan it out. And so I do encourage you to see what happens if you try to combine both worlds and let me know. All right, last one. And this is mostly a question for you guys, because I don't have a great answer for her. She writes, Hi, Sarah, I love both your blog and your podcast and was hoping you might be able to answer a planning related question. I'm essentially looking for a weekly planner that dedicates a lot more space to weekend dates than it does to weekdays. That is what I need for my personal life. I typically have three to five things I need to do personally in the middle of the workday or each evening and very full weekends, and that would fit my needs. I tend to use a daily page using just a daily plan notebook I bought from Etsy for my daily work needs, so I'm all set there. And that is from a listener slash reader named Molly. So she is looking for perhaps full day spreads for Saturday, Sunday, and not the rest. But she also wants a weekly planner where she can put some to-dos. Actually, I just thought of an idea from earlier in the show, but I'm interested in your listeners if you guys have ideas. So my first idea is you could use the Hobonichi weeks and then just basically dedicate the entire right side of the page to weekend stuff. Or similarly, like the Whitney English week on one page, You could basically dedicate the right-hand side of the page all to Saturday and Sunday stuff since there's kind of space for these lists, but you could turn them into scheduling or just sort of weekend modules if you wanted to. The other option would be what I've just said previously about rings or discs. You might have to kind of cobble together your own if there's nothing you can find commercially available that you want. But I'm interested if there are listeners that have more ideas for Molly in terms of having a planner system with more time to plan, more space to plan out her weekends than her week. I would love to hear your feedback. All right. Well, that's a wrap. What wonderful questions you guys submitted. A lot of these were all hiding in my email. So I'm so glad I was able to create this episode for you and answer them. And I hope some of you who, who um, are listening to them and didn't send them in, which is, I guess, most of you, statistically speaking, I hope you enjoyed hearing my answers. If you have your own planner matchmaking requests, please send them in. And I can either do a brief one or at some point I'll have somebody on for a more in-depth one where we talk about your planning style. And if you have a product that you are just dying for me to review, let me know and I can consider it along the fall uh, review lineup. And speaking of lineup, the Hobonichi lineup gets released tonight and will be out by the time this episode airs. So we're going to have to dedicate some time during the next episode to talk about that. All right. I hope you all have a wonderful week that is a little less crazy than mine has been so far. And I will be back next week with more planning tips, tricks, and fun.
This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.